0: Come to me, my mutants. Welcome to the Thursday Night Comic Book Chat with Brothers Comics. Each week, we review classic X-Men stories from the past and link them with the current continuity. Join the producer, Sandman, Big Hutch, and Brother Beavis as we take a trip down Great Malkin Lane. Are you ready, my mutants? Let's do it. of the X-Men brings us in, welcome to uh, the Thursday Night Comic Book Chat presented by Brothers Comics, uh, where we walk you through classic X-Men stories from the past and link it to the current continuity. On the line tonight, I actually have three of my favorite mutants. I have two on the line, and then one special mutant that we haven't had on for a while who has been in a different uh, space-time continuum, apparently, uh, is back on the call tonight. But we'll we'll hold that one until the end. On the line tonight, because it is March and it is also close to his uh, his born day. Now I've been watching Game of Thrones. Uh, it's Brother Beavis. Brother Beavis, say what's happening.
1: What's up, my
2: muties?
0: Mutie, please. Mutie, please. Uh, and also on the line tonight, it's the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening.
2: Meet you all, fellow mutants. What's going on?
0: All right, we're here. And the other mutant on the line tonight, uh, as he again crossed the Rainbow Bridge, um, <laughs> got out of the negative zone, um, uh, I, I got from Battle Planet. I, I'm not really sure, but ladies and gentlemen... Just shunted here
1: by Rachel Summers. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: it's the 10%er. Big Hot is back on the call tonight. Big Hot, say what's happening. Hello.
1: Yeah. <laughs> where
0: where, where what are you, Hus? I mean, honestly, man, come on,
3: bro. Where, where, that could where
1: have been? been like Nikita and Dusty intro, and you just you just. That was a true level. Hello. I mean, That's I was I like, where do I go from there? <laughs> yeah, Hus
4: has
0: been away. He he's been busy and whatnot, but we're we're good to have him back tonight. And uh, like I said, it was a, a nice surprise to be able to get him on the call. If you've been following along with us over the last few weeks, we have been walking through um, the 170s and 180s of the X Men, um, where we last left off a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Forge has been introduced to the X Men or to the X Universe, and he is um, created a weapon for, we'll call it the National Security Council, that can nullify mutant powers. And for some reason, the government has decided that Rogue is na- uh, public enemy number one. And they're going to use the weapon on her. Of course, the black lady gets hit with the weapon instead in Sandra Bland-like fashion. And uh, Storm gets her powers taken. And this is where we're going to pick up in episode uh, 186, uh, Life, Death, A Love Story. Does anybody remember reading this before we get into it? Big Hush, since you're here. Yes, I
4: remember reading this well, at least 25 years ago. Maybe at least. 30. But, yeah, I remember reading it. Uh, yeah, well, I'll
1: go with that right now.
0: Okay. Brother Beavis, do you remember reading it before your reread?
1: I remember skimming through it in complete disinterest of all other Storm stories at the time, but yes.
0: sad <laughs> man. Brother Beavis uh, sustained for early Storm in his early youth is,
2: is very mental. Uh,
3: <laughs>
2: not- <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah, but, um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember how freaking long the damn story was, and uh, more than anything else. But we talked about Chris Claremont and his exposition. Jesus, boy, you got to be ready to read this shit. So that was about yeah. the main thing I remember. Yeah,
0: so this is Claremont at his Claremontius. Um, well, this
1: is also Secret Wars esque recapping too, because it's like page twelve before they get to new content. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah. All right, so, so we have. To read. All the
0: On the cover, we have uh, uh, Forge uh, standing, Storm kneeling. Uh, Forge has on some extra medium shorts, and um, (laughs) he's got his iron leg and his muscle shirt looking very much like Tom Selleck, uh, minus the beard, just the mustache. Cut Uh, off
1: muscle shirt. Give him some credit.
0: Yeah, it's awful. Uh, But, again, the issue is life death. Now, we actually have a different artist here, and for some reason, this issue is a double-sized issue, probably just for all the exposition. Um, and John Ramita does not do the art on this. This is actually done by Barry Windsor Smith, uh, which is kind of interesting uh, that um, Ramita didn't do the art. But so we get into this, and it opens up with Storm laid up in the bed. Um, you're not really sure why. When she got hit with the weapon initially, you weren't sure if it nullified her powers permanently or if it was temporary. Um, of course, it's because it's the brother It's for, for life, you know, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she is trying to, she's hurt in an emotional sense, not necessarily physical. And Forge is doing his best to try to put this situation back together because, you know, he, he feels guilty for doing what he did because he created the weapon. Um, like I said, we're going to skip over a lot of this because it is overly young and restless like dramatics. Um, yes. But as you were reading this uh, initially, Sandman, what what were you thinking?
2: I was thinking, it was like, Jesus, uh, Claremont really had a bug up his ass to get all this stuff out, first of all. And, uh, so, second of all, I mean, uh, they really were trying to, uh, establish some kind of link between, uh, Forge and Storm at the time and until, um, she kind of, uh, figures out what was going on, you and, kind of, t- <laughs> understandably started just treating them like shit after that. It's kind of funny, at least I thought so. But, um, uh, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of exposition. Like I said before, yeah, be ready to read. That's all I could say, <laughs>
1: brother. Beavis, yeah, I looking, was. Trying to I get was her thinking. The- blah 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 blah
3: blah <laughs>
1: blah blah
0: blah. I I like it as he's going essentially through the stages of grief in like seven panels. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's, really like, it's, really, it's really like trying to get your drunk friend like up from the floor, trying to get them to their bedroom. Motherfucker, you don't want to get up and lay here then. I don't
3: care. <laughs> yeah, you're doing, all, yeah.
0: Start out all night. Like, hey, man, come
4: on. It's cool. Come on, bro. Come on, man.
0: And you're trying to drag their lazy drunk ass up steps.
4: <laughs> Not that I... And um,
0: he's like, man, you know, forget you.
4: Just lay on the floor then. I don't care.
0: You know, so... it's this whole thing and Forge is riddled with guilt essentially and he understands what he has done but again we get all these recaps or whatever about you know Storm and her connection to the universe and how her her powers have connected her to nature and the grass and I mean it's it's just a lot Hodge
1: Check out his his picture of Forge sitting down like when he first starts with the hologram and it looks like he's trying to take a shit Yes I was like, is that a chair or a toilet? Or Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Let me put this hologram on real quick. Hash, I... <laughs> right,
0: do you remember much of this in these early beginnings?
4: I really, I mean, I just kind of remember the major parts about the story and not all that Back story, not all that drama and whatever else is that I'm looking at right now. Um, Storm has went going through a lot of crap in the last what ten issues, I guess, from to this point.
0: Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit more than that. You know, this is right before this is not that far like, after the turn mm-hmm. uh, to Punk, rock Storm. he's she's been going through it, and we can kind of side on that for a second. It's like they took her through this huge transition, Hush. And if that wasn't enough, like you know what? We made her an interesting character. Let's make her more interesting by taking her powers. I mean, what, what do you think about that?
4: Uh, that does not in the superhero world. Taking away somebody's powers does not make you more interesting.
1: It makes you Yeah. I think we're going to touch on that in the Logan review as well. Yes. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah I know.
0: I, I had that in my head thinking of you when I watched it. Um. So yeah, it, I mean it's just this whole thing, and there is a a large recap, with secret war style of you know what led to this, and Henry Peter Geirich mm-hmm. shooting her out of the sky, and you know all the guilt that comes from it. I mean there there is a lot. Now the scene, the book does shift back to the Xavier Mansion, and Xavier's trying to find Storm, uh, and he can't locate her with Cerebro, which I which I thought was kind of funny since Cerebro connects him to non mutants too, correct?
2: I think
4: it's just mutants.
2: It depends on who's writing it. <laughs> I've seen. I've literally seen both sides of the equation.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, he can't find it. Once again, Dr. Nightcrawler is in the house. <laughs> um, yeah, He's even got the Nightcrawler, like the uh, the, the
1: sweater. Turtleneck.
0: Yeah, the so turtleneck. It. Yeah, which you would associate with the doctor.
4: Now, only one of these people in this in the house, or maybe there's two people in the house that actually have degrees outside of high school, right? And that's what piece the professor. The rest of them should be teaching a damn thing. <laughs> I never thought about that. You haven't, thought,
0: you haven't seen through the, uh, the podcast recently. Like, um, apparently Nightcrawler is a Ph.D., a, uh obstetrician, uh uh, he's got every medical degree possible because he has treated every disease of every X Man over the last
2: twenty five issues.
4: Between four appendages, he only got like eight fingers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I guess that means he's really good.
0: I'm, I'm just saying they they can't find Storm, uh, and then it shifts back to um, uh, the the scene between Storm and Forge again. And now Storm is out of the bed, you know, they're having their little, you know, kind of play interlude or whatever. This is the first time Storm in the last, well, ever, really, is having any sort of possible relationship with somebody that was not uh, obsessed with sexual chocolate. Is that correct, Brother Pierce?
1: Wait a minute. So clarify that again. The first time she's in
0: Any relationship with somebody who's not just trying to get some
1: brown sugar. Uh, are we sure that's not the case? I mean, <laughs> yeah, what I was wondering is if has that ever played up on the fact like everybody that comes into contact with Storm is like, man, I would like to have sex with her because Doctor <laughs>
2: Doom fell for her, Magneto no.
1: fell for her, Professor Xavier no. fell for her, like two years ago. Loki
2: did in one story, even though he was using her, he wanted to, he wanted to bag that. So the, yeah, so the, apparently right. the
1: neutralizer didn't take that power away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, and by the way, remember, we called that the Neogenic Recombinator. Oh, uh, sorry.
2: Yes, yes, yes the that's the official name. name. Yeah.
0: Yes, that is the official name. Yes, and so she's really just showing off the other skills that she has besides, you know, since she can't do that, showing off her mad pickpocket skills. Storm's like, or George is like, wow, you certainly haven't lost your touch. Said, yeah, <laughs>
4: bedroom, you touch <laughs> right.
0: But, no, no, just, but uh, yeah, it doesn't get that far they basically are just having this, you're you're a person that don't have your powers, but that doesn't make you less of a person. She's like, you know, well, I would have liked to have figured that out on my own if you not taken my powers, do And um, <laughs> that that wasn't really your decision to make. And, you know, it, it's just, this, again, it's just more exposition after exposition. And it was like, well, you know, he, Forge is doing his best, but at a point he's just like, well. My bad, and he really like kind of goes off, and he goes out and takes a swim in his pool or whatever, and you know, well they do, but it's just it's it's just this weird book about them trying to get these two together, and and again it was no for it to be a double size issue. They could have told this in twenty two pages.
4: Now Forge is a Native American. He's a he's slash creator of all these wonderful things that are 25 years ahead of everybody else or something, if I remember correctly. Something yep. like that. Something like that. Yeah. Sure. And, and <laughs> where did they meet? I can't remember all that stuff. This is when they <laughs> meet. They don't eat. His first appearance is
0: the last issue or the previous issue before that, and they don't really have any interaction with each other until this. All of his interactions before had been with Valerie Cooper and with Raven Dark who, who infiltrated the NSA right. at the time. Right. So, it, I right. mean, this is them pushing these two
1: together. You know, we because he didn't—he didn't create the neogenic recombinator as a weapon against mutants. He was targeting the Dire Race, which we're going to get to here oh, Military.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. we're going to talk, and he can defend his wrongness.
1: Yep, um, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> are we going to yeah. talk about black woman jumping into the pool? Yeah, we
0: are. Don't, right,
1: <laughs> just don't, don't, don't
0: worry. Oh um, shit! I, I had you. Uh, one, she can swim. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that was one.
3: <laughs>
0: okay, for real. Like, think about it. Come on, y'all think I'm being silly? Okay, you take a black woman you know, just typically from wherever part of America or whatever, um, if they grew up, like, in the Midwest or whatever. You, what you taking, Hutch? percentage-wise, that they could actually swim? 20-80? 20-10, 80-can. Yeah, 20-can. Okay, yeah, 20 And
4: 80. I'm going to say about, in, in men, it's about 5% can and 95. Yeah, 5-95. <laughs> I agree. <Okay>. So
3: she,
4: <laughs> the Army got The Army's got numbers. Yeah, and I'm part of yeah sitting <laughs> at this table. be open two, um, so
0: <laughs> so okay, so there's that, there's that part of it. set two. She can dive because I mean that's something else too because people don't know how to be doing that. This black folks will be diving in the water, but if you can swim, but I guess you could dive too. And then three, like ain't no shower cap or nothing on that hair. Huh? You just gonna jump right in. <laughs> Uh, can I can
3: I add a four?
4: It, it's only a fluff of it now, so nah, still what?
1: no. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she lost her had...
4: powers, but I mean she can still work the the electric uh, heater cones. Yeah, she's working that, that natural. She's working that
0: natural.
3: So yeah, yeah I, I'll
1: saying. add a four. She's rocking the Jerry Lawler singlet, and <laughs> if they really want to tell a story, they should add her pull the strap down when she gets so, pissed yeah. off the <laughs> forge and pile driving. <laughs>
4: What's the strap.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, she's
0: storming up. Um, so yeah, I mean it's just this whole thing. There is a funny bit there and oh man, I'm gonna get fired. There is a funny bit. Um, again? Yeah, where, uh, where, she gets, where she gets out of the pool and she sees Storm or his leg or whatever.
3: <laughs> it's yeah. not like she seen it,
0: but it's still kinda like a fucked up scene. <laughs> it's like yo.
2: Yes. What? Yeah, she's doing a clutch the pearl, pearl, clutch the pearls moment. It's, it's, uh, it's like, pretty damn this, hilarious.
0: But the frame, the frame is drawn like it's like over the shoulder. You can't see her face, but you can kind of get the sense that it's like.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, it just—it was weird. But again, it just—it draws them together. You know, it, that's basically it. Um, they're just pushing them together, and again, we all know how this goes. They're going to force this relationship. Uh, that in the future here, it relates that much in the future. It's going to be coming very, very soon here. Um, so yeah. Uh, and Forrest tells a story about man again. Hush, this is some whateverness. Yeah, he was in Vietnam. Okay.
3: Oh, yeah, right. yeah. How
0: old is it? Yeah, uh, that,
2: that I was going to bring it up if you didn't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he fought in Nam.
4: that's like nineteen yeah, sixty-three cause 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 74, cause 74, cause seventy-four, give or take. Okay, so yeah he, the light
0: or the large, large end of that, seventy four and he was eighteen, I guess, maybe. Yeah. And this is what nineteen eighty six uh, or so or so
4: eighty
0: four, eighty four, four. Eighty four, excuse me. So I mean it ain't that fast. So I guess he could figure 32 it out. Thirty two something.
4: Yeah,
2: something. I guess so. I
4: mean,
2: but he
1: was,
4: was
2: but it's possible.
3: But in comic book years he'd be twenty.
1: What was that? In comic book years, he'd be like 20. If 13 yeah. years passed in the real world and he was 18, then he'd be like 20, 22. Yeah.
0: Ford's rocking the Speedo, too, by the
1: way.
0: What yeah,
3: is it did is. How- Yeah. It's uh, fine. Yeah, it
0: does shift back enough. The last shift of the book is into this situation with Valerie. It is Valerie Cooper. Right? Why do I have a problem with that?
2: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah
0: that's her, keep her name. That's what it is. <laughs> I keep wanting to call her Betty Cooper. Okay, it's Valerie Cooper.
3: Valerie Cooper, and she's picking
0: up some information from somebody else in the NSA about this whole situation. And uh, this gentleman that gives her the information, he gets attacked by a dire race. And uh, you know they do their power where they stick their tongue or whatever through the person's brain and sucks out their essence, which is pretty gross by the way, and then they can assume their powers in a proteus like fashion um, yeah it all right, and then, yeah, we're getting to this <laughs> you know what Yeah, let's do it well all right let's let's finish this as we can get our Hutchin and Ralph. and so when he when he when the Diarape rape assumes the 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 this gentleman's position. He goes back and attacks Valerie Cooper and tries to take a hold of her. And then, uh oh, Rogue comes in with the hot tag. Like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Rogue Gibson. Yep,
0: yeah, Rogue Gibson. It's, it's a straight hot tag. Now, how she hadn't been on the podcast in a
4: while. What's your thoughts on Rogue? Rogue is when she first came out. I thought she was a big waste of nut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the heck with the skunk hair and the I don't, and I don't know what the heck she was doing. She steals powers. I'm not. ai wasn't a big Miss Marvel fan, but you're gonna steal it from her and you know permanently damage her and you have this ability now. You can suck it.
3: Okay. Yeah. Well,
4: she, she's a big part of
0: the book and especially moving forward. Really after this and once, especially once we get into the 200 she becomes a really important part of the book um, she drops a you want to do your rogue impression from the X-Men animated series when she busts in the room brother <laughs> Uh
1: the only line I can do isn't appropriate here but I'll throw it out there I could do her well you know the primary line is
4: I gotta take your powers without hurting you <laughs>
1: that's <the> my <same laughs> primary line oh <laughs>
4: uh. <laughs> uh she bursts into the room and goes, No, she won't suck us.
2: Um, <laughs> right. cage coming in the door instead in yeah, of yeah. Oh hold on hold
0: on a second. Um first off, Valley Cooper is a member of the uh the NSA, right? National Security Can whatever. Um, they put her up super eight. Um it's an awful hotel room, man. Like, it's super small or whatever. You can always fit two dire rapes in there. She's a freaking national security risk. Um, yeah. But, dude, um, broke buffed in, and when she says suckers, it's not like Luke Cage. She actually has it all spelled out properly. <laughs> well, suckers.
1: She yeah. does have a yellow shirt on. I mean, she has yeah, everything so but a chain <laughs> around her back. But. <laughs>
0: but it's S-U-C-K-A-H-S.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, oh. not suckers, uh, just saying. Um and so they're it's like the draw. Another,
3: yeah. another
0: human slay it at once. And when they try to stick their tongue I thought about sticking my tongue for rogue in certain places. Hey, hey, hey. Hey.
3: Um, oh hey, hey.
0: <laughs> But when rogue um what when they try to to attack her, Rogue is remember
4: I'm I'm invulnerable and I got powers on uh, super strength and I'm rogue, bitch.
0: And he uh you know, starts <laughs> knocking out diarase. Brother B look at that um the the uh the, the
3: the
1: sound Oh yeah, I was the thinking the same B, thing. That's pretty solid. Chunt.
3: What
1: is that? That's almost What's the a C word. Here? Chunt. Yep, chunt. That's almost the <laughs> C word. Yeah, it
3: was. It was
1: almost <laughs> freaking
2: chunt. And
0: um she knocks everybody out, and, you know, Val's trying to escape as well. It just doesn't go well. She has to kill her mentor or whatever. Um, again, it just it's like a big old comic book fight with Rogue, you know, beating the hell out of all these dire raves. But when they try to get it on her, mm, try to get it on her, and uh, it doesn't really work out, and they try to get it um, <laughs> try to get it up inside of Rogue. It's <laughs> bad.
3: Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it just doesn't work. So,
0: yes, the monster is so powerful, uh, so they're going to have to wind up sending the X-Men out. Um, it, it, it's just this whole big old thing. Rogue winds up taking File's powers and she's trying to escape. It, it, it's really kind of real comic book near the end here um, before it shifts back to Storm and Forge. It, it, did I miss any well, part of fortunately,
1: that? Well, yeah, fortunately, Dr. Nightcrawler is on hand. Uh, to save Professor X when he gets the psychic backlash of of Rogue getting absorbed by the Diaries.
0: Yeah, thank you. He is there. Uh, Again, he's a a therapist, -therapist. psychotherapist. I mean, he's got every freaking medical degree of all time, freaking nightcrawlers do get house. I mean, he really what
1: strength you need for me, mine hair. Whoa. (laughs) I always like that.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. And so at some point here, um, bro, uh, Storm and Forge have decided to go all Beauty and the Beast on this ship and have <laughs> a moment. Like, Storm's like, well, you know, I, I mean, there's other stuff I could put on here, but I'll just put on this gown. Go ahead.
4: Um, This is a comic book, right? Correct. Made <clears> to <throat> dudes, right? Yes. What in the fuck are they doing? <laughs>
2: Boring the shit out of most of them, I will imagine.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, Forge had the clothes delivered, saying, man. Like, he had them delivered to the house. Like, what? Like, he really yeah. was like, yeah. you know, while well, she's passed out here, let me get some measurements.
2: 32. Go, go on. Go on, it play was, a pimp. Bro, Do your thing. Was,
3: oh, damn. 46. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> um uh,
0: and as Brother Beavis constantly says, they didn't do Storm any justice in <laughs> the club. Once again. Once again. Um, so, yeah. So she comes out in her prom dress, and Forge is so uh, enamored. enamored. Yeah, he almost cut him. Uh-huh. That's another mechanical limb on himself. I almost cutting his thumb off. <laughs> okay.
3: yeah.
0: Almost, man, because he can't cut anything because sees like, uh, you know, she's so beautiful. And then they're both in their heads about what this thing. She's like, "Well, I guess he didn't like me in my dress." And he's in line, like, man, I should have said something. I don't know what to do." It's, <laughs> it's awful. It really is. I'm sorry, man. Storm deserves better. Uh, like I thought, I always thought Forward was punk to be perfect. honest. I never liked him <laughs> or his powers. And she deserves better. Go ahead.
4: He's basically a mutant Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. yeah isn't that his power to invent stuff? Yeah, for yeah. The stupid, by the way. Four stash included. Um the yeah. agents, we'll bring we'll forgive that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just I mean, it, as you know, it it's like, do I deserve this or whatever? And then Forrest is like, you know what? I gotta play my trump card. Usually we'll say trump on bro's pocket. I'll have to play my trump card. Let me get this bitch
3: drunk. <laughs> 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 <Go through>
0: it. it. <laughs> but you know what? I got, I, I, let me just speak from personal experience here. Um, sometimes that's where you got to go. You know I mean, <laughs> really, man. You know, your game ain't good enough to, to close the deal, to put some points on the board. So you better go with alcohol. That's the only way to get through the game, man. I, I'm say, uh-huh.
3: But you
4: didn't raise a to steal your woman's powers. Though. No, 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 no,
0: no. By the way, i not advocating, you know. Doing anything. Yeah, don't show your
4: woman's power. Yeah, what that not can't do is just
0: saying, you know what, just give them the alcohol, man, cause you're, you're to make up for your lack of gain, basically.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> make you look the wonders better. Wonders of alcohol. After, yeah, make you look better than you actually are. Uh, Which she does switch from her outfit, so she switches to like a TLC type, like, you know, ain't too proud the to big outfit.
2: Yeah, some overalls like, or something. Them, yeah,
0: like a, her, her uh overalls or whatever. Um, and you can tell Storm don't drink because man, she says she doesn't drink. And then, like, she's just taking champagne and taking it to the head. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, it
4: tickles my nose. So you don't need to pour.
1: You got a paper bag in here or anything? i <laughs> <can store>
4: <laughs> We paid, how much is it, it cost, what, $0. $0.75 for double issues back in 1984? It might have been a dollar. We paid a yeah.
0: dollar for this, <laughs> but at the time, I don't think that we knew that it might kind of suck. And for just trying to like,
4: no, nah, girl, you got to sip it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you got to sip. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, it, it it's just it's just a long scene. Uh, yeah, and you know, Storm is starting to feel a little tipsy, and you know, might be a little storm going on someplace else as well. And yeah. It 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 just goes on and on and you know, and on, and on and on and on. And then now Storm, because, and I mean, again, speaking from personal experience again, you know, because she took two hits of champagne to the head super fast, then it becomes this, you know what, I really love you.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she really gets into this whole thing and starts confessing her life and all of her problems, like, yo, it's that old Dave Chappelle skit. Like, I only smoke weed with black people or, or with white people because, exclusively, because black people, you'll be putting me down with all your problems. I mean, no. The
4: first lesson I learned was a very harsh one. And then my elemental abilities were bound with my emotions. greater feeling, more exceeding the <laughs> oh.
1: Now, here's where we need Rogue to bust in and rattle off a
4: lighten up on the speeches, sugar. <laughs>
3: oh, Lord. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, just a bit much.
0: And then, of course, Forge is like, shit, I gave it two things. It's time, man. Time for the talk. That's it. It's like, I'm going to go. I'm going for it. And, you know, he gives her a kiss. And he's like, you're beautiful. And, you know, well, you are too, girl. So let's see what's going to happen. I've been holding you hostage here. I'm like freaking uh whatever here for the last few days, weeks, or whatever. So, you know, it's time for me to close the deal. You know, rent ain't free. And... um.
3: <laughs> so trying
0: to go through this but of course uh, somebody's a cop blocker this time it's Val Cooper not uh, not uh, Henry Peter God- or not not Professor Xavier and basically Val Cooper's like hey yeah that dude that you with yeah he shot you with a gun and took your powers bye, bye girl
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like that too yeah it just comes out of nowhere
0: yeah well you know what uh, man, there's a story I could tell. I'm not sure if I'm gonna tell it, but there's been some phone calls in my life that have put some kiboshes on some materials before, and um,
4: hey, you know,
0: that ain't cool. Basically, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, so Storm is like, I can't believe it, and she starts to run up the stairs, but there's all of the um, the the holograms or whatever, and you know, she's confused about where she is, and it just goes on and on and on. And I, is this Ford really and, trying to... And
1: she, and she can't operate a remote. <laughs> yeah. And this that, part was, Ford, that part is legit. Yeah. But,
0: but is that like her messing up the remote or is that Ford messing with everything so he can't find out because he knows he got found out?
1: So I think this is... she. He has this probably pre-programmed so he can remind himself of what a terrible person he is and she just stumbles upon it. I think that's okay. what we're supposed to believe. Mm-hmm. I think it does reach a point where he uses the holograms against her, but right now she has the controls. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it just goes on and on and on. It really does. you know. And finally, when we get to the end, hold on, my app went crazy on me. I don't have to go to my backup app. Gonna, go ahead and finish that, Brother Beavis. If the issue was rounding out, i got to scroll.
1: Yeah, so they sneak in his origin and you see this scene from the war with basically hellfire raining down and these demons running around. And I don't know if they actually go into it at this point, but you know, his backstory is that he, <clears throat> he called upon these ancient powers in a time of war. And that sort of marked him for life. And that sort of led him into this reclusive existence where he sworn off his native American ways and embraced technology. And so there's a, a gang more dialogue on the roof of the building And uh, she basically says, stay away from me, and gets ready to bounce. Oh, then she does get a a left cross in. Yeah. The onomatopoeia. Yeah. Yeah, chalk. Yeah. There was also a (laughs) cham earlier, I noticed, when Rogue wrecked a car. So apparently the CH sound was was big for uh, Barry Windsor Smith or whoever. Yeah, and so uh, they, they talk, and then she hits him, and then they talk some more, and then she bounces. The end. The merciful end. The merciful <laughs> end. Yeah. It, yeah. This, and I, this, this I shit know. drags, boy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does drag. All right. So we'll get into 187 as I start to power this up my app to go to that issue. All right. We talked about it on the last podcast. Rom and the dire race. Um, and we ran Big Hotch a little bit because he wasn't there. And <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, and even though Rom's <laughs>
0: make an appearance in this, he's going to make an appearance in the issue after this, I believe. And our issue was, like, my issue at least was, I was like, oh, yeah, Rom, that's right, Rom. You know, we were looking through and I was like, I forgot. And Brother Beavis brought up that Rom was like a toy, and then they created the cartoon afterwards. But then I was like, uh, Hutch liked Rom. Like, he had, like, all the books. So you uh, go ahead and defend yourself, if you can, on the <laughs> uh, your stuff for Rom, because um, I, I can't understand it, bro.
4: Yeah. Um, yes, I did collect Rom. I think I actually wanted the figure. I did not get it for one of those Christmas holidays, or my birthday, or for having good grades or bad grades. And I didn't buy it myself. But yes, I was a Marvel file, so yes, I bought the comic book just to see how the character would progress through the Marvel universe. And they did all the Marvelly things. They put him up against the, the you know, the A listers. We well, started slow, went through the C listers but he came slowly up and up and up and up, and I followed him all the way through his uh, ROM career. I did it with Dazzler, too. Mm.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. mm. So, yeah. was Altman a robot or a person in armor? That was he the was a person in
4: armor. It was Yeah, he was basically the direct came to his planet, ran, ran, shot. They were like And, you know, they're about to, you know, they killed a lot of people. And then all the young people at that planet said, we're going to don these spacesuits and kick their asses off our planet. And they did. And then they are like, well, we can't let these people or these things go over the rest of the universe and destroy them, so we're going to follow them everywhere. So it's like Iron Man meets Green Lantern meets Disney. Ugh.
1: So my take was, ram is one of those things I always read about, like on the chat board, somebody going off on how great it is, and I've just been burned by shit like that so many times. Uh... <laughs>
4: yes, there is always, you know, there's always gonna be that one uh, dude with his belly hanging out, and the shirt's too small, and the belly's too big, like maybe like me. But anyway, that always, that always gonna buffer that one character. No matter, I mean, they collected all their books, and they still have all of them selling plastic. And if you go to the combo store to sell them, they're like, are you fucking crazy? You ain't buying buy that bullshit. <laughs> 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 but anyway, he'll still bump because, hey, he invested 100 bucks or 200 bucks, And, you know, that's kind of where I went wrong
0: myself. Yeah. Um, after we did the podcast, I was starting to think, I was like, and, Rob, did he come out before or after RoboCop? Because he has like, this kind of, you know, the suit and if it's a dude and the little red light coming across. It's like a Cylon. I think way
1: before. He was more, yeah, he was way more contemporary than Cylons than RoboCop. Okay.
0: Okay. So, yeah, okay. I, I never got it, Hunch. I, mean, I grew up with him my entire life. And I was like, I cannot mess with no Rom Space Night. This just makes no sense to me. So, <laughs> oh, um, good luck. Uh Yeah, so, and uh, I guess Marvel doesn't own the rights to ROM?
4: No. The old, or, or Mattel? Mattel, I think, was the creator of ROM, yeah. and I think they did a collaboration, and, I, I mean, I guess it was selling because they kept putting out issues. Right.
2: Huh. How many issues was it, Hutch?
4: I, had, I have at least, well, we uh,
1: had at least 40 or 50 of them. I damn okay.
2: 79
1: to 86. The internet is telling me. That's
2: a long time, so, yeah, it had some fans behind
1: it. Yeah, I yeah, mean... Oh, check this out. On December 15, 2015, the Hollywood reporter reported that Hasbro and Paramount are creating a movie universe combining ROM with G.I. Joe, Micronauts, Visionaries, Night of the Magical Light, and Mask. Oh, gosh.
4: Is, is, is your
1: is your is your
4: neck near the uh, microphone so I can close line you?
1: I just, I'm just telling you the fake news that I'm getting on the internet. That's <laughs> funny. Uh,
3: that's awful. Uh, I,
0: there were some rumors out there that it was um uh, the the new Transformers movie. I think it's called Transformers. Uh, something in the space night or something, the something on, line, the some people night. Were like, oh, well, because Hasbro has the Transformers, you know, somehow Rom was going to prop up in a Transformers movie as if there was another reason to not watch the Transformers movie. Um, <laughs> uh, what? So, yeah, I, I can't, I can't, man. I, I'm sorry. And like I said, he doesn't make an appearance here, but the dire race are all over 187. And all of their little minions too, the Direk minions.
4: Uh, right. they're, those they're, are not
1: minions; those are alternate forms of the dire race
4: Right, they're right. It's, they were a patri or they were the women matriarch society, from what it worked out to be. And yeah, the men kind of was subservient. And yeah, they. I mean, they had all type of creatures. I mean, but I don't remember the all toy line having all extra creatures. I don't remember there. I don't think there was ever a Direk toy, was there? I, I think, think it was there was just a Rom a, toy. I think it's just Rom the character. Yeah. The a racer made up.
2: Man, don't the die race has something to do with Doctor Strange or something? that None of us. Are they right they kind, kind of. Now.
4: They kind of you know once they I guess he got kind of big so they started putting them everywhere.
1: Man, Frank Miller drew Rom number one. Wow. Oh wow.
0: They were really behind it, or Frank Miller wasn't Frank Miller back well, then. Yeah, well, thank you ninety seven Yeah, that's
1: back in our early, that's late Frank 70s. Frank J. Miller, probably. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh, all right.
0: Well, let's get into 187. Thanks, Hus for confessing that. Uh, hey,
1: this <laughs> cover, we talked about Ramita before, and this is classic Ramita, like detail on the figures and
2: zero background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no joke. It's literally a yellow-blank back. background. Everything else is cool.
0: Best he gets liney. Uh, this is his liney period, for sure. Um, yeah. And it's a good cover whenever you don't look at the background. The foreground is great with uh, Storm looking like he's going to transform or be transformed into a dire race. The title is called Race Kill. Storm is doing uh walk of shame out of uh, Storm's mansion or, or Forge's mansion. Or fortress of solitude, or whatever it is. Was um,
2: she, she wearing some? Was she wearing some overhauls when she walked out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Like, I'm out of here right after I changed <laughs> back into these fancy ass clothes. To yeah.
2: my stylish <laughs> as <and trans-ass laughs> clothes. Yeah. This torrential downpour too. By oh, right. was this uh, maybe that maybe what she too.
1: was wearing when she got there?
2: bitch. Nah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't she in prison? She, she had some set shield. of her black outfit, I think. I don't but know. She, well, she found her pulse. No so, um, joke.
0: But that storm went through a little Diana Ross phase, I think. Man, she's gonna change after every little incident.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: but yeah, so she she leaves. The dire rapes appear. You know, they try at to first
1: she it. was afraid. You know, she was petrified. You know, she kept she kept thinking she was never gonna live without force <laughs> by her side. <laughs>
3: That's not but, dying you wrong, know,
1: she spent a lot of time thinking about how he did her wrong, and you know she grew strong but <laughs> <laughs> the tiger
0: try to get inside of Forge's building, he's got security signs and they just start killing everybody, <laughs> but they've killed everybody else, and they you know they start by the way, all right, hold up, all right, hold up, No, yeah, I got a side bro i I put a little note on my my little book here um. All right, so Ford's has got this massive security thing, right? he got all this technology and, you know, everything. Okay, so he's hired a grandfather. To work oh, security. Oh,
3: would he be? Like, <laughs> shit.
0: Like, I'm going to get the best technology ever. I'm going to hire the greatest security team, and he hired somebody that, got, that couldn't greet at Walmart. And it's, it's just awful. So, yeah. So it, it, it doesn't work. The raves are going to get into the building, and in the process of that, they sent storms. Lack of power, I guess. And one of them pops out of nowhere and tries to attack her. Uh, she puts that heel in your face, nigga, like a Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, get out of my face! And she wasn't trying to have it. And if we get all these kind of fights. And then, I, as I like to say, as I was reading this, I'm like, oh, okay, so now she's got to get back into the building. like like, apparently the doors are locked. So she goes, Radio Raheem, right, on the on the window.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
5: Burn it
3: down!
0: So, yeah, so she busts through the window, Uh, the race follow through, and you just get this whole battle. And now we got a kind of side topic on this. None of us are Native American, obviously, uh, but... <laughs> We got to talk about the the, the the natural nativeness of the Native Americans here. Uh, what was the line when we went over the Alpha Flight stuff with Shaman Brother Beavis?
1: Wait, uh, I'm sorry, I was I say I had to I had to move the phone away from my uh, my my ear because I was laughing at the irony of your statement. Um. <laughs> So none of us Native Americans? Yeah, yeah. Obviously none of us and Brothers comics are Native Americans. So I had to I had to excuse myself from the podcast, so you're gonna repeat your question. What
0: what was that line for Shaman every
1: uh
0: every time in the Alpha Plate?
1: Oh man, I blocked that out. Uh, oh no no he, he, was, to, he no, it, was, it was it was he had to identify himself as a char Z medicine man or some shit like that. Yeah where he
0: left the char uh, uh so he could go study the white man's medicine.
1: Yeah, Yep. It was another case of, like, somebody who turned away from their ancient ways to embrace culture before returning. Yeah, like Forge. Yep.
0: And char- yeah. Yep. And then it's always that, you know, the keep it real Native American, yep. is always, like, hey, well, you better keep it around, you know, you better don't lose your roots and forget, forget where you came from, Ricky. And yep. um, And... <laughs> It, it, it's always kind of there, and this guy's there. His name is Nazi. I'm surprised his name ain't Maze. You call it corn.
3: Um,
0: <laughs> it's just kind of terrible. Um, he blows away a dire race, and basically he's like, you know, I'm going to help you out, uh, and I got to help for it. Is, is this is like his stepfather or his native father or something like that? I can't remember what it was.
1: He's just that that know-it-all from the tribe who's always trying to tell you to not go to the white man's devil and all that. <laughs> Notice.
0: He's also a shaman. Well, yeah. Is- yeah. Yeah. Again, as, as often as times as we get on this podcast and talk about, man, you know how, what, how they treat black folks in these books as fucked up. Um, how they treat Native Americans, Asian people in
1: these kind of books is really fucked up. How they treat everyone that's not a white male.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's how you were trying to
1: construct that <laughs> it, statement. Yeah, it, it, it is
0: bad. I mean, Actually, I, how they
1: treat everyone who's not an American white male.
0: Yeah, that's that too. I mean, it's just bad. Like, I was like, man, come, you know, you got to be thinking about it. You know, I'm already in a marginalized group, but I'm not nearly as marginalized as some marginalized groups. And I was like, if I was reading this and I was a Native American, dude, I would be like, you know what? I'm about to take up something else. You know, I, I, kind of <laughs> you know, like, it's not for me. So, but anyway, they're trying to get forged. They can shapeshift into these, like, pterodactyls, or pterodons, or whatever, too. I didn't even know that, Brother B, but I just thought there was some other whack villain that came jumping in there. You know, I that
1: think scene? that's a different form.
0: Yeah. They can shapeshift, too.
1: Yeah, the Deathwing form. Yeah. I mean, you can
0: see how they're a good comic book villain. Because you could hit, shoot them, and kill them, and blow them up, and nobody cares because they're not—you know—they're just monsters. So you know. oh, I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. This is not. This is not true. They mutated. Do- I was thinking they could turn into this uh, stupid. There's another form coming up, the Hellhound, and I thought they mutated from from Dire Race, but not. They mutated ordinary dogs, and so I don't know if they can. These might be their minions. I might have to retract my earlier statement. I don't have 48 issues of Brown, so I, I'm not an expert <laughs> on that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <In on that. laughs> uh, yes, you can read up on them on your Marvel path. <laughs> I'm only
1: I'm only Wikipedia deep on on Ram and the and the diary.
0: Of course, um, as they're as they're um, starting to get ready to go fight the shaman. And Storm, you know, they're getting some shotguns or whatever, and now you get a flashback sequence to some foreshadowing. The Wolverine was like, you know, hey, someday you might not have your powers. You learn how to shoot guns.
1: <laughs> He's like, spoiler alert!
3: I mean, like, you might not be able to your <laughs> yeah, right. on powers.
0: One of, the, one of Wolverine's unknown mutant latent mutant powers has been able to tell the future, apparently. Well, I mean. Uh, well, maybe I don't know, maybe Wolverine doesn't seen a whole bunch of black horror movies before.
3: Like, hey girl. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you must you gonna lose your if you don't die, you're gonna lose your powers or something, because they 'cause they're gonna try to do something to you. So you better learn how to shoot a gun or something.
5: Um
2: so
0: yeah. Uh they are basically kind of trying to get to force. They can't find him. There's another shape shifting form, the demonic hellhounds. Uh, they still can get shot and killed and the shaman it, It's just a whole big old comic book thing. Uh, you know, I mean, as you were reading through this, Sandman, what were you thinking? Stone got off some nice black panties, by the way. <laughs> uh,
2: um, yeah, I saw that, too. I was uh, going to mention that, too. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, like, what in the hell is going on in this crazy-ass fucking book? That's what I was gonna... <laughs> uh. Um... Recapping when I was going through it again, I mean it's a whole lot of action going on. But man, you gotta kind of like double back sometimes to kind of remember, mm-hmm. like, okay, what, who the fuck are they fighting? Who's this? Why are they shooting it? What, where do you come from? So, yeah. It's um, I mean it's a lot of stuff going on, but um, it's um, packed with action at the very least. But yeah, you can lose yourself quick if you don't know, um, you don't um keep uh keep your mind right. What's going on in the damn book?
0: Uh, Brother Beavis, Storm has become quite adept at not having powers in about uh, two issues.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she the time. Yeah.
1: yeah, this is like her continued push to keep her relevant. But, yeah, I think they were trying to make up for last issue. They're like, uh, we, we probably spent too much time on the love story. We do need some action. Yeah, there's yeah. some subtle points in this story. Like, I agree. Like, I had to – I was like, wait a minute, who did the what? I, I was going back and forth trying to figure out what was going on.
0: Yeah, because there's really no, like, explanation, or if it is, it's buried in the lead. that, you know, like, yeah, by the way, yeah, they could turn into pterodactyls too. Oh, yeah, yeah. brother, there's some hellhounds here. Yeah, we're like, wait, what, 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 well, what? what? Although yeah. you could know, yeah. go
1: back – speaking of her losing powers, I mean, you could go back to, was it 175 or whatever where Wolver- where Magneto – took all their powers away. So, you know, they've had periods where they haven't been able to use their powers. So it's not like the first time, but yeah, she did get over all her grief and, and, you know, she's drawn upon all her old skills pretty quick. Right.
0: (laughs) We're recording that. I'm sorry. We're recording it. Uh, Big Hutch's house here. And his roommate has a cat who is crazy. Apparently it's just, I don't know, man. It's just attacking itself. All right, so if you hear that background, boy, it's just a cat attacking itself. Oh uh, Yeah, so there's a lot going on in this book. Um, of course, the Native American fella at a point gets a, you know, uh, has to get a native chan out. Okay! Uh, as he shoots up some, it's just a mess. And then here's the one thing I didn't understand. Like, is this a hologram or is it the danger room or something? Like, when Storm finally gets to where she needs to go, the, the rainstorm went to a
1: snowstorm. That's Dallas. outside. That's on the okay. roof.
4: But it was a rainstorm before, right?
1: Yeah. And so I can't, I think they explain that. I think they imply that maybe it's like her power is still manifesting in some way. But I think there's something else going on, and I, I'd have to sift through it to figure it out.
0: Yeah. It ain't worth it, though.
1: It does snow in Dallas occasionally.
0: Yeah. Not like
2: that. <laughs> No, it's a snow it's a snowstorm yeah. in this book. It's uh yeah, they don't do that.
0: I mean, they allow her to get in they put her in these situations where she's trapped and then she's not trapped and she gets opportunities to escape. I mean the book again, we're being nerds, but it's all I mean, it's action packed and there's a lot going on. But in the overall sense of things of stories for the X Men, then we get one more of this when Rom does show up in the next issue. Like, it's not like this was something that's going to stick with us for the 30 years, Hutch, right? Like, I mean, do you remember much of this? And you like the damn Ron and Tyrae.
4: I do, and I forgot about them being in the X-Men. Right.
0: Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it Uh just goes on, Um, I mean, I I mean, honestly, we're just kind of skipping through a whole bunch of this. Um, I'm kind of just trying to get to the point, you know, everybody's they're fighting against him, and I'm just trying to get to the point where the X-Men finally show up so we can start making fun of Colossus with his punk ass. Uh, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> like, my God. Yeah. Uh, everybody gets a power up in terms of their, um, a level up in terms of their suits. Rogue gets a, a shiny new green costume, uh, mm-hmm. which is yeah. see. And then um, Colossus, how would you describe Colossus' <laughs> um, co- costume? would you call it, leotard ass? Like over-the-shoulder diaper. Sort
1: of the that's over-the-shoulder what it shoulder looks like. diaper.
0: Unitard. I mean, it, it's really interesting. Unitard? So, yeah, yeah, man.
1: You know,
3: that's
0: <laughs> yeah, so they get there, and then they get this big comic book fight. You know, again, Colossus can be useful here because he can fight against demons. And you would think, all right, well, you know, Colossus is about to get in, you know. He's about to do his thing. Of course not. No, he <laughs> and he's about to get his brain eaten, but he gives him a nice kick. He lashes out with the force of a pile driver with his kick. Um, but and then Storm still has to save him though. I mean, it's just like he can't fight, Hunch. Like, I mean, really, it's your boy. He can't fight. He's he's Superman. He can't fight. He,
4: he's got what, good, good fighting. Yeah, he's good, right? yeah. He's a little clumsy in his powers. I agree. No, it's bad. It's
0: not clumsy. <laughs> we just need to admit it, man. That's, that's no problem with admitting that. So,
1: um,
0: and then the so funny heard, thing uh, is
1: too, like the X Men right now is basically Colossus and Rogue, right? Because Wolverine's yeah. like got all his stuff to do. Nightcrawler's working on his doctorate in night school, so. <laughs>
0: And Xavier is walking, but not walking. You know, yeah. he can't really do anything yeah. outside. So, you know, Xavier put himself on punishment. You know, so it's it, it just this fight. Now, Colossus gets to drop the big Girl, why didn't you use your lightning? Um, <laughs> and then, like, Rogan's like, oh, no, Like, because you know, it was meant for me. And she got white girl guilt. But it ain't <clears> is- <throat> <laughs> and then finally, like, Rom shows up. Now, Hush, who is this This gold person here? Now, you, you need a red
4: 4080s, but who that? That was, I think that was his, there was some girl he met on the planet. What was her name? Or Starshine or something? What was that name? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, Sound
2: like a Transformer. Yeah. Like...
3: <laughs> <was her>
4: name? <laughs> Rom's girlfriend.
2: Come
0: on, bro. I mean, honestly. But it wasn't really them, it, you know. He had made some holograms because that's what he do. But they were scared, you know. They thought it was the original ROM or whatever. Then they. Starshine, I think. Yeah, sunshine. Starshine. Starshine.
4: Was I right? Yeah, you were right. Face it,
0: face it. and then uh, there's another transformation of these uh, of the dire race into these. What the hell are those? I don't know. And then they snatch them up. And then at
1: the end of the issue. And then so here, this is the part that I had to go back on. And so, they're on the page where right after Storm gets in from the cold, they all get like brain blasted by this amalgam of Naze and the Dire Race and everybody else. And so, what has happened here? This is the setup for the Fall of Mutants, where Naze, as he's getting destroyed by the Dire Race, calls on the adversary, which is the force that Forge tapped into that lets him come back into the world and sets that up for the crossover Fall of Mutants, like 224. Okay. So, and and that, so I think that is the, that's the genesis of these other creatures that basically they change out the dire race for some other nameless, weird demon creature. That's the influence of the adversary that was caused when Naze was destroyed by a dire race. Got it. I, I don't it, think they make that yeah. clear here, but that's what's going on.
0: And that's a, that's a Claremont special, too, where he's buried something very important in a book that, you know, you know, it's just in a moment that was so far away that you wouldn't think about it, and then you are got to get a chance to follow through on it 36 issues later. Literally three years later that that's going to come back up. That's amazing that he would do that. And that but that is a Claremont special that it would come back. And that's why you had to read all these books, you know, basically all, you know, not at the same time, but you had to read them in some sort of continuity or at the same time to be able to connect all the dots.
4: You're welcome. Thanks for my mom.
0: Well, <more laughs> than I think it, it speaks to how dis- disconnected current comic books are. Like you can read one issue, and then pick up one probably 10 years later and there wouldn't be any connection to it because it's either been restarted, rebooted, or retconned two or three times at that point, so it doesn't really matter. And I think that's probably the, one of the biggest differences between cons then and cons now. Would you agree, Sandman?
2: Yeah. Um, um, that was a lot you
1: just said. <laughs> what was it again? Well, saying, um, you know, well, how much of talking- that is unique to Claremont, though, Is is one question you have to ask. Was that the Was that Claremont, or is that
2: comics in the eighties? We've established that Claremont loves to write, man. He loves to, be free to read. So I think that was more a, a, a Claremont thing than it was comics at the time. Um, um, yeah, he just likes to. He just loves for you to read because I'm I'm looking forward to the next issue, and my God, it is just another issue of line <laughs> on top of line on top of line. That's just what he did.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and we crazy. when we started off this when we started this off, we were going to hit the main stories in the X-Men and there was a you know we went through a few big ones but we've reached the point where you, it's hard to find issues to skip because it's become one continuous story and even in the dumber stories there's elements of it whether it's like plot lines or character development that have ripples throughout the whole continuity. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: it it's interesting. Um and like I said, when we get through this, we get a chance to finally finish off these freaking dire race and whatnot. Um, but it does take some time. There's even a callback in like the next issue to that damn shark um, yep. in 176. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: the, the sky you know, shark was, from the hell was yeah, yeah,
0: you know, Cyclops and his short, short shark, short, short shark. There is a callback to that. So I mean, it's just <laughs> it's, it's just something else, man. I'm telling you. All right. But anyway, all right. So that is the the brothers comics portion of the podcast, which uh, the the side topic this week is the Logan review. We're a couple of weeks out, but um, it's still fresh in the minds of whoever. Now, uh, brother Beavis, Sandman, and I have seen it. Big Hutch and geez, um,
4: I'm kind of boy not boycotting, but I'm waiting for a red box.
0: Okay, so he's waiting for a red box. I saw it on an international screening, uh, two screenings, one in Russian and one in Spanish.
4: Um, (laughs) Torso Beach,
0: yes. uh, So, um, all right. Now, Sandman, that you put out there, like you sent it out, like on one of our group texts, like because you saw it opening weekend, and you sent out and you put some very high praise on that movie. Um, Yeah. Very nice. Yes, you did did. More than once? We got to make fun of you anyway, so
3: we,
2: did
0: mm-hmm.
2: you did more than once? I just once, so y'all can go to hell with that. By the way, so <laughs> please continue.
0: So okay, so all right, so you put some high praise on it, so you want to go ahead and go first as yeah. you you enjoyed it. So go ahead and explain what you enjoyed about it.
2: I um I was surprised on how. Um, this movie is sad. <laughs> Let me say that first of all. <laughs> it's a lot of uh it's a lot of emotion going on. I mean, it's a confluence of events. You got Hugh Jackman is gonna supposedly this is his last appearance as Wolverine, but they're already trying to build him up and get him back into for uh, Deadpool, so we'll see whether that's true or not. But um it's very um it's emotional, man, and um like I said, it's a, all these things kinda came together just to make this perfect storm of a movie. Um, and what I said to you guys in the text was it's comparable in parts to the Dark Knight, I think, and, um, in terms of quality and uh, storytelling, which completely took me by surprise. I didn't think Fox could do something like this uh, with, the, with the X-Men anyway. I mean, it's, it's not an X-Men um ensemble piece like they like they are traditionally been it's just uh wolverine or logan uh professor x and of course eventually x-23 if y'all didn't know yet and it's just a kind of a family story a weird family story but uh them trying to basically survive in a dystopia of a future and the story uh it's very touching i thought you know and how uh uh, it works out in the end, and obviously I'm not going to give anything away because I haven't seen it yet, but uh, uh, the way it ends, yeah. yeah. Um, can, I mean, we
0: can it, spoil it. He doesn't. I, I don't think he cares. How do you care if you spoil it? I agree with you. Okay.
4: So, okay. Well, oh, I mean, I heard that uh, Professor X has uh, dementia or something.
2: Yeah, Alzheimer's bad. Yeah, Alzheimer's basically. Yeah, basically he basically just freezes everybody within like miles. I guess uh, you can't. You don't really see exactly how far, but it's anybody within range of him when he has these attacks just gets frozen and uh, more more or less you can move I guess in painfully because uh, Logan does and has to to kind of have, um as it turns out, uh, help them survive because they're fighting the enemy One he has an attack one time. And he just literally <laughs> just kills everybody that was um, in his way to get to Professor X. And that's another thing, the level of violence in this is unbelievable. This is hard on man. Um, you don't take your kids to this. Please don't take your kids to this because they're going to have nightmares of, the, of, of all the people that he ends up killing. Um course, th- in Oh, God, yes. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Deadpool was pretty bad, too. I haven't seen that in a while now. But this one is, I mean, it is blatantly bloody and graphic. The, uh-huh. From, like, the very first scene where uh, these cats try to jack Wolverine's uh, limo. He's driving a limo in this in this future. And they try and literally, he sleep in it, and they try to the jack it from out under him. And he, he gets out, and, uh, of course, they attack him. He goes on to the Berserker Rage. i mean just... <laughs> cuts them to ribbons. Literally. I mean it was strangely satisfying, I I was I'm surprised to say. Um I mean it's um this is a very uh, very very good um uh, film I think. I and mean, um I was very surprised. What do you guys think?
1: Uh Brother Beavis I did not enjoy the movie. <laughs> and with with a week off uh, I, I don't have to start this rant by screaming and ranting about it. Uh, that makes for better radio, by the way. <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it does. I, so,
1: so, you know one of my pet peeves is, like, it's the big highbrow move to take powers away from people and call it a superhero movie. And it's the dumbest fucking thing that I've ever seen. The, this continual approach to just like, I wonder what these people would be without their powers. And so I saw this movie, you know, we talked about it in advance. I I I got exactly what I was expecting. And so there's a cause and effect there, I'm sure. But it was, to me, it was a masturbatory send-off of Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart as a thank you for carrying our billion-dollar franchise. Uh I think there's there was just tremendous logic flaws in the movie. I think that the the violence was like so over the top, added nothing to the narrative. And as far as I can tell the point of the movie was life sucks and if you kill people you'll be sad when you die. <laughs> wow.
2: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> okay. Um. Damn, boy. <laughs> now, I was trying to find this clip. Um, Here we go.
0: All right. Um. I
1: was uh, trying to find the clip from uh, "Sneaking in the Movies" from Hollywood Shuffle, where they cut back from the movie, and he's like, "Man, that's bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <so. laughs> uh.
0: Uh I'll 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 try to slide it in post production. Um okay, me. Um again, I will grantedly say that I saw it on an international screening, so I know I'm going to miss some of the emotional. two times. Two times. That's right. Um and I know I'm gonna miss some of the emotional weight from it. Um I was not I, I fell asleep watching this movie twice. That's why I had um, two different language oh, screenings. Um, I was I was not overly impressed, and especially, you know, and not just from you Sam, man, like a lot of people had hyped it up.
2: You
0: know? Yeah, like oh, so like oh, man, this is it, you know, whatever. And I think we've talked about this on this not not thing. I know we talked about this on this podcast that this movie suffers from the attack of the clones effect that because the movies that came before it were so shaky and crappy that anything that was credible was going to look better again. And huh. like Batman begins, so if you go back and look at it later on, you're like,
3: yeah, this was better than
0: Batman and Robin, but it doesn't necessarily make it a good movie. And so I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, so yes, it's excessively violent and the language is definitely unnecessary. Like the entire part of it is just, uh, and again, ooh, what do I care about language? But it's excessively vulgar for no reason. And then the violence is a little bit um, cartoony, violencey, but I mean, not altogether there. Man, I'm just cat dude. Um, so it's like it's just weird. And so like all the emotional beats that I was supposed to get, like oh man, Xavier's got dementia or whatever, you know. And you know if he doesn't get this secret medicine from Mexico. Like, he can't, you know, he'll his powers run amok, and he's already killed a bunch of people in, you know, New York, which is why they put him away and put him in this thing. And then, you know, again, we're spoiling the hell out of this. So, you know, Xavier, you know, dies because the whoever created X-23, they created X-24, which is doppelganger evil Wolverine Logan. And, you know, he wears life beaters too, but he's got dark hair. Like, his hair ain't gray. I was just like, yeah. Um, basically, like I was just like I was kind- of, it it was paint by numbers man it I, that's how I saw it. it was like okay we gotta we gotta get from point a to point C, and we gotta color every single line of this this movie and that and that's what I thought that they did. They introduced x twenty three I thought she was you know fair enough, I like the fact that she spoke Spanish and wouldn't speak to him like you know she couldn't barely knew English. I like that part, I thought that was funny um, but they also made her into like this super-duper killer or whatever at age, I don't know, 11. You know, like, there was yeah. no chance. They, you know, nobody was getting offense on her, Brother Beef. You know yeah.
1: what I mean? The part that I had struggled with is, like, so you you clearly see Wolverine has no regard for human life at this point. Like, if you if you mess up his car, that's claws to the head. You yeah. you know, call yeah. him a bitch, that's claws to the head. That's a bad but, And And Wolverine, so Professor Xavier has killed, the, I think they attributed 600 deaths to him with his seizure, including half a dozen or more X-Men. So that's what his mind is capable of doing. Wolverine killed Jean Grey and he wanted to fuck her. So, why would he not just kill Professor Xavier at this point? <laughs> <laughs> to me, there's a much better movie if Wolverine doesn't kill anyone in the movie and won't kill Professor Xavier perhaps because he already killed Gene Gray and he's not going to do that again. But the fact that you have him murdering everybody from start to finish of the movie makes me question, well, if you don't care about people, what do you care if his powers go amok again? And if you don't care about people and you already killed the bitch you wanted to get it in on, why would you not kill Professor Xavier? So if you start with that, then the, then the point of the movie is is what exactly? And so right. then there's all sorts of stuff layered in, like, uh, like, apparently, if you get to the state line, then the the Reavers have to stop chasing you. You know, if you get yeah, to that, Canada, that, it's all good. That's But they that already part went into sense. Mexico. Yeah. They already went into Mexico, so what's that about? The they other did. thing that really bothered me is, like, I know the mad scientist, like, the identity they gave him, I think, you know, he's consistent with Wolverine's story or whatever. But why could that not have been... Um, why could that not have been Sinister and Marauders and the Morlock Massacre or at least alluded to? Now they can't really tell that story because they already kind of did. They blew their nut on that here. There's no connection of this to anything in the franchise. Like if you have the kids like run across the border and there's some gray-haired dude with a big gun and you catch the glint of his eye, like maybe as a cyborg guy. you could sell the story like, oh, they ran and Cable got him and that's going to be X-Force and we'll bring them back and so. But there's none of that to connect it to the rest of the movies, and so yeah. just as a long attempt at an Oscar movie with a drama disguised as a superhero movie, fuck this movie. That's I mean it's
2: <laughs> Damn. it's
1: not a comic book movie.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. it's not. It's you were right about the um, deconstruction part. I would not call this a comic book movie. It's um, very much like part western, part I don't know, part action movie, part whatever. It's um, it's an amalgam. It really is. I, I, like the, I like the acting in it. Um, Yeah, you're right about the uh, the violence. It is very over the top, but I, I think it worked on a lot of people. I'm no, telling yeah. you. Cause, yeah, I think Patrick I mean,
1: Stewart was great, and I think his character arc was
2: cool. I think
1: Wolverine's too. acting was impacted by the fact that 90% of his dialogue was fucking shit. And in fact, when he goes, like, one of his big Oscar moments is when he tells X23, like, uh, uh, people I heard, people are like, bad shit happens to them. Like, really? That, that's how we express ourselves for these moments. And so there was, like, this dude in the theater was like, oh. I'm like, really? Really? So I was laughing at the big drama moments because to me, I was, like, worn out by that time. The other thing, too, is, like, so having your heroes be the villains, we've talked about that with Batman vs. Superman and Civil War, like the laziest thing to do. Having your villain be the protagonist of the movie also, uh, come on. Like, why couldn't that have been Sabretooth? Why couldn't they have cloned him and had Liv Schreiber, who he looked yeah. exactly yeah. like anyway? Right, exactly. Yeah. There's just, to me, there was like things sense. they could have done to make it part of the franchise, still made the same movie they wanted to do, and and sort of you know, made it useful. But in the absence of that, it was like, all right, Hugh Jackman, do whatever you want. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, I'm,
0: you know, and there's also a, a side brother topic here and that's been in, built into that movie too. Um, and I think I was, I was watching it. I think I texted because I was actually, I took a day off of work. Not to watch this movie. I just needed a mental health break. And <clears throat> I was watching the movie and uh so the black family shows up oh uh,
3: yeah
0: Eric was that Kyle, part. Oh, uh, yeah. Was there sal and i can't remember the female lady's name um the actress i can't remember her name and they got a son or whatever mm-hmm. they're in the middle of some freaking midwestern state or whatever and they come to stay with them and i was just like wait a second uh-huh. no other niggas showed up in this movie mm-hmm. um this ain't gonna huh. turn out good and, um, and I texted the sand man he was like, "Yeah, I hated him for that shit, and I had' no, I already knew what was going to happen,
2: yeah, I felt I gave up I gave away too much there, yeah, but you knew it what would, was going to happen thought,
0: it wouldn't have, as soon as they showed up on the screen, saying man, I knew what was going to happen, and I was yeah. like you it, it's it's such a trope. You take the one black family that survived whatever apocalypse this is, and mm-hmm. like you know what let me let it me wasn't go.
1: even apocalypse, it's just the advance of society. And here yeah. they are living this idealistic life that's a hundred years behind the times. It's right. 2029, and they're trying to get a corn farm together.
2: Yeah, farmers you know, or
1: something. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
0: and, and it's like, all right, well, we, you know, come on, we can help you, you know, white folks, you know, get you to yep. be where. And of yep. course, they get freaking slaughtered. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just like, come yeah. There was it
2: was that was a major turnoff. That when I saw yeah, that, I mean, I really... there
0: was no reason. It, that seemed like they got to the end of that. so whoever storyboarded that movie, they got to the end and it was like, "Hey, it's 2029. Ain't no niggas in this
1: movie." Yeah. Oh, well, this well, movie. And the Mexicans were gangbangers or yeah. nannies. And yeah, it was not a good. It was not a good movie for diversity or inclusion.
0: No, it was just it was it was a it was a poor choice there. And like I said, it had two two large emotional beats. And again, we're gonna spoil the hell out of this. One Xavier dies, um, and you know poor Xavier or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, go ahead, Hush.
4: I will to say again.
0: Yeah, no, well, yeah, well, this time I think it's permanent. And yeah, then, well, he's, Hush, yeah, and then Wolverine dies at the end, in this allegedly emotional moment. Now, his yeah. powers, yeah, <laughs> his powers pretty much. Gone the way, like, the, first, the funny thing, the, the funniest part of this, this thing is, what, 300 years old, and the first thing to go for him is his sight. Like, he's, like, having to put on reading glasses. So I was like, you know what? Fuck y'all. All right. This is <laughs> like, seriously? You're like, what? We'll read? Don't need some, uh, some freaking, uh, some, uh, some blue pills to get your dick up and that? No, yeah, it's his vision. First thing to go. So, um, like, I was like, okay, whatever. And, he dies like he gets killed by x24 essentially his doppelganger kills him and you know he has an emotional scene with his daughter laura and you know she holds his hand and he passes into whatever mutant afterlife or whatever i mean again the 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 i think the emotional weight of that movie and scene was completely lost for me one from an international screening and two that they didn't earn it um that's basically it. Uh, because of its its inability to connect itself with anything else. I just didn't feel it because I know, given the opportunity, they'll just be like, "Yeah, that was just a one-off," you know, you know, and they'll stick Wolverine or and you Jackman yeah. in the Deadpool.
1: You know, the other thing too that bugged me was like, you know, the last the you know, the last stand. He's got this big. I'm gonna storm through the forest and slice everybody that I encounter. It's the same. It's the same climax. From that terrible movie, uh,
5: right?
1: Yeah, it's just yeah. I, I
0: didn't I didn't enjoy it. Um, I, I and and, and it. why?
1: And tell me, you know, why do we have to have the adamantium bullets? Remember, they caused him his memory loss, yeah. but they blew yeah, the yeah. fuck out of X 24s skull. And right. guys, there are holes in your skull. You don't need if brain damage kills Wolverine. A shot in the eye, a shot in the mouth. These things would have killed him all along. I mean that was a that was a stretch
0: yeah yeah i i just mm. i didn't get it uh like i said uh i understand why and i understand people would like it but i just can't um i couldn't i couldn't i it just didn't do anything for me i i, I did not feel i think what i was supposed to feel and so it was pretty
1: much lost on me for the most part
4: so what would you rate it on a scale of
1: one to ten. Well, where I, would you put it in the midst? Where would you rank it with
2: the other two movies, first of all? The other two the Wolverine, movies. The Wolverine movies? Oh, God, I ain't even close.
0: I mean, this is me. You know, I use this all the time. It's really like being the tallest midget. I put it at one, to be honest with you. Um, Damn. It, it had to be one of the other Wolverine movies. It'd be one, the Wolverine, and then
4: Origin.
2: Oh, you but mean it, one on top. I thought you'd be no, okay. Yeah. The <laughs>
4: What, what the Wolverine movie was great up until
2: the Silver Samurai was a bitch. I can't that Yeah, that, that third act was terrible. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think,
1: I, I don't disagree with that, but I'm sitting here thinking if you force me, like, you have to watch another Wolverine movie right now, I'm not sure it would be that one. I think I would watch either of the other two before I watch that again. Or? Because, you, yeah, yeah, because it is so, like, it is, like, my wife's favorite movie is uh, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. And that is, like, just a horrific movie about people's descent into drug abuse and destruction. Yeah. And that's about mm-hmm. as entertaining as this movie. It's, a, it's <laughs> like, like yeah. I told her before, like, I've sat through movies that she loves, and I just turned to her and, like, why do you watch movies that make you feel awful? And yeah. this movie is, <laughs> like, it was just, like, what? Is it? Like, it was just horrible the world
2: is yeah. bleak
3: this is the last it's, v- it's very bleak it's yeah, it very just... bleak
2: yeah it, it it's it's like an anti marvel movie it really is so yeah it, it, it ain't for everybody let me say that first of all
3: right.
2: <laughs> it's definitely not and you can see that on our our, our different opinions because i mean we're completely on the yeah opposite sides of the spectrum on this one so right. and i and I, I
1: will say like i think you know i i don't i'm not that people like it's a it's obviously a well made movie and and there's virtue to it, but you know I'm somebody who believes the comic book guy from The Simpson has some very valid points, and so uh that movie for me is you know <laughs> good. uh
0: and then the the kind of other topic that's related to that is what we talked about is about now because the Wolverine has made a a obscene amount of money. Now everybody's back on the and Deadpool made an obscene amount of money. Now it's like, oh, you know what? We we could do an r movie. Absolutely, you know, everybody's back on this bandwagon and thinking that it works. Like if they can do that, and I think again, it worked for Deadpool because of the character. It could work for Wolverine because of the character and its origin. But yeah, it has,
2: to, yeah, it has to make do we, sense though.
0: You yeah, know, do we Wolverine a, and Deadpool.
2: Would make it makes sense for those characters. Yeah. yeah. Do we
0: need a rated R Wonder Woman movie? Huh? <laughs> oh God. Uh, oh
2: God.
3: Woman?
0: Yeah. Rated R Wonder Woman. She's a fighter, warrior, whose comic book has dipped d- deep into some violent crap from time to time. So you know, hey, you know, Wonder Woman could be rated R. Why? Why not? You know, people would say. But do we need a rated R Wonder Woman movie?
4: I don't think we need one. But I guess it would be different. I guess what I don't know what they're gonna. They're going to make it like 300 meets Wonder Woman? I mean,
1: maybe. It's in World War I, so it's they could include as much violence as they wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, you know,
0: I, I, I think that's a mistake. That's a, a that's a lesson that Hollywood will forever not learn. It's like, yeah. well, it works these two, so let's make a rated R cable and X-Force movie because yeah. why that's not? That's what they're
2: going to do. That's what they're gonna right.
1: do. And to yeah. me, like Wolverine cutting loose in X two is as satisfying or more as seeing him stab people in the head with blood right. coming out both sides of the wound. I mean it just it's it, it loses weight. It's like the Justice League killing robots in the first season. It loses weight when you just mow down red shirts. And I it, <laughs> it's
0: Yep. No, you're right. You're completely right. And it's just like why not? Just let it be, like, you know, the movies were fine at PG and PG-13. Like, they're fine. Like, they're fine. Like, I, I don't understand. I mean, again, you could have made the, uh uh was Logan at PG-13. Like, there was no reason to make that movie rated all. It wasn't. You could have seen him hacking and slashing and Laura hacking and slashing and not seen all the blood and whatnot. You know, it's just trying to turn it into, like, a, you know, Game of Thrones-type situation.
4: Huh. No, I'm going to say it, but that's, this is what, the seventh or eighth movie with him in it, with the in the X-Men? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've seen everything to this point. You might as well just have him cussing, too. Yeah. I mean, excited to I have seen the movie yet. Right. I,
0: I would have sooner rather had seen him in the yellow and blue
1: costume than see him put claws to <laughs> somebody's head. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, my, I, I do have to amend my assessment. I had said it was Little Miss Sunshine meets The Walking Dead minus zombies. It's yeah. actually Little Miss Sunshine plus The Walking Dead with cyborgs instead of zombies because you have to kill all the cyborgs by stabbing them in the head. So
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah they did that a whole lot, too, man. Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and the funny thing is, I was like when I was thinking about it later on, I was like, you know what? That was probably the most competent version of the Reavers that you could have done. And you mm-hmm. just blew it. You know Realistic version. Yeah, you blew it. Like you blew it in a sense. Like, well, you know, we'll put them in a one-off and never see them again. When in actuality, they could have served a function in a much larger, you know, movie or universe. And they just blew it.
2: Right. And I well. Just,
4: but you said this is a one-shot I, movie, more likely. No, this is it's a one-off, absolutely. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. This is this is an Elseworlds tale. This is a pocket universe yeah. that they'll never they'll never try to dupl- duplicate this. I mean, cause it's, it, and I think that's why they gave it, the, the director so much freedom and the R rating and, you know, everything involved with it is just, you know, it was like, well, we're never really going to do this again. So just go crazy with it. And it actually, you know, it connected with a certain crowd. So
0: Yeah. The non-continuity of it all, I think is a big part of it. And mm-hmm. that's great. I mean, but I just, like. I, you know, I think we're all kind of getting to that point where it's like, you know what, maybe this movie wasn't made for me. You know, like, there was there's a great bit I saw on uh, uh, Facebook the other day that it was like, you know, uh, like an older black dude. It was like how I listen to rap music now, like <laughs> how I hear it now. And so now, when I was younger, you know, I heard every word like, yo, this, that, motherfucker, this, now I hear us. Uh.
3: Look,
0: <laughs> uh, maybe it just ain't meant for me. Like, it's just not made for me anymore. And, like, I might be able to enjoy it in, in in its general sense, but in the overall sense, it's just not made for me. And I, and that's kind of how I felt maybe uh, about this. I was like, maybe this is not really all together for me. It doesn't necessarily make it all bad, but it's just not made for me. So, I mean, that's kind of how I saw it. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we're like, uh, you know, kind of two thirds on on Logan. Uh, I would I would like to see it on a non uh, international screening. That i probably spoiled on it now, but like at least maybe I would think that I'd feel different about it. Hopefully Hutch will see it at some point in time. I know female perspective saw it, and she was probably closer to me um, that she. I think she she said she fell asleep trying to watch it. So, um, yeah, it, yeah. I don't. I, I, I just. Yeah, yeah. Hush. know. Hey, nothing. I ain't got
4: nothing. Mm. I'll watch it eventually, but I'm still behind on Doc Strange, Ant Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus um, Christ! <laughs> Batman. Do you like ten? What's
3: that? Never
4: saw Suicide Squad. Oh my
3: god, dude! It'd
2: be ten years. We trying to catch up. Yeah. Come on, bro. It's terrible. The movie's going to be out. So,
0: all
3: right. All right.
0: So, that's it. so that'll wrap up the Thursday comic book corner for Bros. Comics this week. Um, let's see. Looking ahead uh, what's the Bros. Comics business, we got uh, South Carolina Comic Con coming up uh, in two weeks. Um, there's that. Star Wars Celebration coming up in April. Uh, my uh, Florida Retro Con coming up in April as well. Um you know, so just a few cons here in the spring. Um, and then we also do have, and I think I'm going to make us do it, and uh, uh, there's a ways to do it without paying. Um, I, I think uh, there's an X-Men, I think, Prime book coming out to get you ready for X-Men Blue and Gold. I think we might take a little break, like, after we kind of get through 200 and, you know, kind of check those out. Uh, to see, uh, I know we've been talking about it since they announced it. Um, it's not very exciting, but I'm just trying to think that it might, you know, just to, we, we got to give it a chance. You know what I mean, Sandman? Mm. We just got to give it a chance to see
2: what they're gonna I'll do. give it a chance. Yeah, it, it, we'll see. I mean, I don't have high hopes. I put we'll
0: Give me the
3: copy later.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll we'll find we'll, we'll find a place where you can actually read it there, brother, uh, or Big Hunch. Brother Beavis, would you be down with that?
1: Yeah. yeah, I said I wanted to read it until you guys haze me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we won't hate you. It's just it I was you know. like,
1: Oh shit, blue and gold and you were like, Man, this shit like, oh yeah, I hate it too. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh,
4: no pressure.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll 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 figure that out. So, uh I I think I, I kinda want it. Uh, read it just to see, maybe it'll spark something. But I'm doubting it because uh, I'm finishing up X Men versus Inhumans, and that's making me hate my life at this point. <laughs> <And> damn, <laughs> that it's, it's, it's so
1: pointless. So, um, so how has that developed since uh, Dazzler defeated Black Bolt?
0: Yeah, uh, it's developed like my math skills. G- Dazzler <laughs> defeated Black Bolt.
2: Please yeah. tell me that's not true. Oh, it's God. very
0: true. Uh, and um, again, I've hated my life ever since. Um, yeah. So yeah. Now, like I said, we're crossing where we usually stop for these podcasts, so I won't do that. But there, there is another side, brother, topic here that I'll throw out there for next week. But um, we're good. All right. So you'll be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. I'm trying to get on Podbean as well. I'll be looking out for that. It might be there by the time this podcast posts on Podbean. Um, so, whatever your favorite sh- app, streaming app is, go ahead and listen to the podcast. You can uh, subscribe, leave a rating and a review. Um, that always helps us out when we do that. Five-star reviews uh, to uh, give us better exposure. Uh, we're expecting bigger numbers this week because Big Hush was back.
4: Ten percent. Yeah, ten percent.
2: Ten percent. Ten
4: percent, bro, you know. Um, all my fans. Bump
2: me up to at least
1: fifteen percent. Yeah, uh, jeez, yeah. So you know, do- yeah, but <laughs> you didn't you didn't disparage any other minority groups this week, or say anything <laughs> controversial. Um, we about, and we didn't even I've we didn't take you to task for your Rom liking, and we didn't even talk about Forge's socks being slightly below where you would keep yours, and not having a <laughs> wallet stuck in. It.
3: Thank
0: you for that. Yeah. <laughs> that you 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 have been missed huh? so let's just say that you have definitely been missed on the podcast uh so yeah so yeah check it out do what you can like i said subscribe rate review and uh we we appreciate you listening uh holding on uh, definitely through some of these issues that definitely are um not as exciting as many of the other ones we've been trying to skip but like brother peter said uh there's some of them that you know there's There's certain things in it that you can't really skip over. And uh, the next two issues are kind of like the the last two that we just did. Like, yeah, you know, we kind of got to get through this dire race and ROM thing before we can get to what opens next. So uh, we'll definitely kind of hook you
1: up on that. All right.
0: So, as the producer of this podcast, I'm signing off. Uh, Brother Beavis, go ahead and sign off. Uh,
2: I'll
1: catch you guys next time.
0: All right. Uh, Fan Man.
2: All right. Sign off on Mutants. We'll see you next week.
0: All right, remember you can find Sandman at, at Sandman four fifteen on Twitter and at Sandman four fifteen on Facebook. Big Hush, go ahead and sign out.
4: Uh, this I'm glad to be back. I'll see what I can do to make more of these. And don't hate on Rom. Space
0: night. <laughs> <laughs> find Big Hush if you needed to at the uh, Facebook page at Brothers Comics. Uh, and on the Twitter page at Brothers Comics as well as well as on Instagram and any of those other apps you just put in at Brothers Comics B-R-O-T-H-A-S Comics you'll be able to find one of us a negative mm-hmm. producer and I'm signing up as well my fellow mutants, chickity